0: a not-too-deep look at our favorite things. My name's Audrey Stratton.
1: My name's Carmen Thorley.
0: And I am a little concerned. Um, I was cleaning out my uh, work bag the other day, mm-hmm. and um, when we were talking about, you know, this podcast, and we were coming up with ideas for it, like, you know, like a year ago, yeah. um, I wrote down a lot of notes for, like, things that I like and bits that mm-hmm. might be funny.
1: <gasps> Did you find and- those notes?
0: I found a note that all, all it says is pretzel thief.
1: Oh. Hmm. And I'm not
0: sure what it means. Um, pretzel thief. <laughs> and also, uh, It sounds
1: like something you'd write when you wake up from a dream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and not only that, but I'm very concerned because here's the thing. I really love soft pretzels. Yeah. Like, I love soft pretzels. I want to know who's stealing my pretzels. Yeah.
1: What's Something in no. you are inclined to write this down. There's a mystery behind it, I'm convinced. I know.
0: I just, I want to know, like, who stole my pretzels? <laughs> Where, like, when did they steal them? How many did they steal? <laughs> when am I getting them back?
1: When am I getting them back? Are they, like, tea, what, what is that? The What What's the brand of soft pretzels that are always at the mall? Are they just mall pretzels? Because if they're, like, those caliber pretzels... I I understand your concern because I like crave yeah. those on a daily basis.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, and 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 then I had the horrifying thought, like, what if I'm the pretzel thief?
1: Oh. Twist.
0: I'm <laughs> stealing them from myself.
1: Where are you hiding them, Audrey? Where are the know. pretzels?
0: I wanna know. I wanna know where my pretzels are. Mm.
1: Well, worried. if that was, if that was a note for us to talk about pretzel thieves on our pod, we've just, we, we've just checked that off. So we have
0: checked that <laughs> off. Let it but be known. I'm still, that being said, I'm still feen- feeling a little bit anxious about, um, where my pretzels are. Right. Oh, and, or, and also,
1: what if they, what if they come back? What if the pretzel thief returns? You know? <gasps> Return of the thief. <laughs>
0: I hadn't thought that for ahead. Maybe this is a warning from the past.
1: That oh, be... That's even better. <laughs> you need to be careful with your pretzels in the future. Someone's trying to cut you a break.
0: Apparently. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean I'll I'll try and I guess learn my lesson, I guess. <laughs> and and heed this warning to watch for pretzel thieves in the future.
1: hmm
0: But I'm I, yeah, okay. All right, I'm gonna take it as that and not yeah. as it. Okay. <laughs> anyway,
1: you live your life well from this moment on. You know, yeah. You've been given a chance to protect your pretzels.
0: I have been. I will. I will treasure my pretzels <laughs> from this moment forward. Uh, joining us today, actually, is my dear friend and sister Hannah Peterson.
2: Hey, friends. <laughs> Yay. Believe it or not,
0: we have an actual expert with us today. Yes, indeed. At least I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Hannah, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Okay. um, So today, I want to talk about the eruption of Mount St. Helens. And the reason why I'm so interested in that is because I have spent the last four years studying geology. <laughs> Yay. Very nice.
0: Yeah, I was very, very happy to see your uh, Instagram post about your very, very expensive piece of paper that you received in the mail. (laughs) Oh,
2: my gosh. Yeah, that thing.
0: But yeah, she just recently graduated uh, with her degree in rocks.
2: I studied rocks. It's a
1: rock fact.
0: That's a rock
1: (laughs) fact. Oh, man. Geology is awesome, and so are volcanoes. I actually, I, I had a pretty morbid fascination with volcanoes when I was young, too. Um, whenever we had like free reading time in class, she had this big, my teacher had this big shelf of books and I was, I would always go for like the natural disasters in history. And one of them was the, um, Um, what was it? Vesuvius, when Vesuvius erupted in Pompeii. Yeah. Yeah, So that's the one that I know a little bit about, but I do have to admit that I don't know much about Mount St. Helens.
2: I mean, I think natural disasters are so fascinating, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it is kind of morbid. Yeah, like totally. It's so destructive, but I don't know. It's just something about them. Like, we look at nature, and I don't know. People just, like, go nuts about it because it's, like, so... It seems so benign. It's just there. (laughs) Yeah, it's just there, and, like, people have a groovy time out in the mountains or whatever. (laughs) And then, like, bam... One day, an earthquake strikes, or a volcano explodes, and it just, like, rocks your world. I don't know. Yeah. That was temperamental.
0: Yeah. Having grown up in Utah, you know, we have all of these uh, earthquake drills, because we live right on a fault line, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like you know, we, we have to gear up for the big one one day. Yeah. And I'm oh pretty sure that we've been gearing up for the big one one day since like, Oh, for like I 30, 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. And that
1: just, my gosh, I, every time that's brought up, I like, I forget all about that. And then it's brought up. And then I just, I, I remember that it's a thing. And then I'm just convinced it's any second now. Cause why wouldn't it be, you know, why wouldn't it just be any second now? It's been impending for like I don't know, it's been—it's been so long. Yep, we've been ready for a very long time.
2: <laughs> I remember just being in elementary school and hearing about it, where they're like, "The Wasatch Fault has been ready to blow for a thousand mm-hmm. years," and like our grandmas were living nearby, and I was just thinking about them. I was like, "Oh, what if they die in the earthquake?" I know like, it's what scary. Do? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's totally scary. It
0: is, but. Um... It's, it's a little less scary, I guess, when it's not happening to you. And it is fascinating. Yeah, which is, right. I guess, um, you know, why Mount St. Helens is very fascinating, because none of us had to live near it, I guess. Right. So I, I apologies to those who did have to go through it. Um, But the fact of the matter is, like, we feel for you. Yeah. We really do. Um, We express
1: our fascination with... Just the utmost respect. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. So we're going to do this episode kind of like one of those educational videos Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, like we're going to kind of put it in, um, like we're going to scale it down to this next hour. Right. Right. And so we're going to start at the beginning of time. (laughs) And (laughs) then it's just going to be a whole lot of nothing for 59 minutes Uh um, and 59 seconds and like we're just gonna talk um, a little bit about the eruption of Mount St Helens because that comes at the very end, right, of our geological history, and I'm just gonna speed it up uh, so that it takes up about two milliseconds,
2: right. <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> that's gonna be our podcast for the day.
2: <laughs> awesome. Oh, here, I have an interesting fun fact, kind of related to that. Like I know you were joking, but I've I read somewhere that if we scaled down, um, like, all of Earth's time, like, all 4.6 billion years, mm-hmm. and, like, scaled it down, like, comparing it to a year, mm-hmm. the time that humans have been on the Earth is, like, the last minute or so on the last day mm-hmm. of yeah. the year. Yeah, I saw
1: that on Cosmos, and it blew my mind. It was one of my favorite episodes just because of that, because I know that there's a lot of things that help you put it in perspective, but nothing did it for me quite like that. Like, like you said, it's like the last maybe half hour is when humans actually start to. It's so strange. Yeah. Mm.
2: Before there
0: even a glint in Mother Nature's eye. <laughs> I know.
1: Like the the, the we're the, the Earth without humans is the normal. You know, we're the we're the invaders, and we're like the abnormal part because you yeah. know it, we the the Earth existed for so much longer without us. You know, we're we're a blip.
2: Yeah.
0: Any little bit. So that, that being said, what is interesting about the geologic history of Mount St. Helens?
2: Okay, I guess for those of you who don't know, Mount St. Helens is is a volcano um, in the Cascade Mountains, and the Cascade Mountains kind of spread from northern California to British Columbia. Fortunately, we don't have to start at the beginning of time; we only have to go back two hundred million years. When oh, not all. <laughs> yeah, oh that's all. That's, that's a lot better. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll give like a little crash course in geology. Please the do. The Earth is the surface of the Earth or the crust of the Earth is made up of lots of plates that are just floating on top of the mantle, and so they're just grinding past each other and moving and getting sucked up under other plates, and it's just wild and crazy. Mm-hmm. So 200 million years ago, the Juan de Fuca plate, which is west of the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. it started subducting underneath the North American plate. And as it was subducting and just basically like getting shoved under North America, it started to melt and the melting created lots of magma and it as it rose to the crust. And it started punching through the crust in the North American plate and it started creating the cascades. So, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And now, uh, bup, 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 bup. well, I have
1: a question. How many? How many? Is that? It might be a dumb question. I don't know. But is that like the only way that mountains can be formed? Is plates crashing and just building up rocks, or or magma piling up on each other and drying? Like, is that? Are those the most common ways that mountains were formed? Yeah. Pretty yeah. Pretty much.
2: Like, I don't know. Like the Himalayas, for example, are just mm-hmm. like India and asia just crashing into each other mm. and they just crumple up and right. eating each other up until they're not going to be there anymore <laughs> right
1: right and i guess that's <laughs> like, why the himalayas is like the country's border they the country's border follows the himalayas yeah yeah that's interesting pretty much
0: i like the word crashing just because it has this imagery that is way more violent than it actually is it was so <laughs>
1: slow in reality <laughs> well i
0: imagine like I don't know. For some reason, I imagine, like, the five-year-old version of my little brother like, crashing his Hot Wheels into each other. And, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> except
0: I imagine God doing that with the plates, with the- you know. <laughs> like, you know, the mantle is just, like, this super smooth, like, air hockey surface. Right. And then, yeah. like, you've got the continents and they're just kind of, like, sliding around this surface. Yeah. And if they crash into each other, they just stick. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Except it takes so much time That it's uh, a little less Violent Right (laughs) (sighs) Okay
2: so Crashing into each other Like gobbling up the Juan de Fuca That's happening And it takes yeah, Yeah it takes a long time Actually for the volcanoes to actually start popping up So it started subducting 200 million years ago But the Cascade volcanoes only started popping up like thirty-seven million years ago, hmm. so not too long ago. Like I know that sounds like such a long time. well, well relatively, years, not really. You I know? can't
0: even count to thirty-seven million. Right? How am I supposed to imagine thirty-seven million years? I know. I can barely count to like seventy.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, Audrey! Yeah, it's... it's
1: oh no. True, and you know it. <laughs>
0: You've seen me try to count rolls at work. Yeah, I understand.
1: It does not like it's work. Very, it's seven. very overwhelming.
2: <laughs> I get it. So many rolls is probably too many rolls to count, though. Too many. That's a lot.
1: Literally hundreds of thousands. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, we're coming up on
0: Thanksgiving, and yeah. people want their dinner rolls. I'm gonna be counting a lot of rolls. Good. Yeah, Sorry, that's a tangent that yeah, has okay. absolutely nothing to do with rocks.
2: Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so here comes the part where we skip lots of time, and we're just jumping from 37 million years ago to, like, 10,000 years ago. Oh, okay. And people. <laughs> people. <laughs> with the peeps. Stuff so.
1: happened, and then we came along,
2: right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: But I'm more interested now because it's more about me. It's about
2: me! <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's about 10,000 years that native people have been living in the area, or they had been living there <clears throat> before Europeans started to settle there. It was like, obviously, if the mountains are erupting and exploding, that's really scary. Yeah. That is terrifying. <laughs> I wouldn't want to live in a place like that. Yeah. So they were freaked out. Like, <laughs> these these people were... They, they never, ever, ever summited any of the volcanoes. Because they're like, okay, we must be doing something wrong. And so that's why the gods are freaking out. Mm. That's why they are blowing up the place where we live. <laughs> and I... Don't blame them. At all. No.
0: (laughs) No. I mean, without science, you know, you just have to kind of... You have to
1: find something.
0: Yeah, you have to find something to believe in, and, you know, believing that the gods are upset is, like, the most logical Mm -hmm. assumption that you can make.
2: Dang it, what are we doing? But, um, one legend that I don't remember which tribe it was, but Um, One of the tribes had a legend about uh, all the volcanoes in the area, which I thought was interesting. So in this legend, Mount St. Helens is, like, this beautiful woman. And two of the nearby volcanoes are Mount Hood and Mount Adam. And so their legend was, like, Mount St. Helens is this beautiful woman. And the other two volcanoes are, like, erupting because they're fighting each other over her. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, like making up all these cool little explanations. Yeah, it sounds reminds me of Greek mythology too.
1: Just yeah. everything has a really specific story. Yeah. And mostly about love and passion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes.
0: Love. Love triangles have been happening for millions of years. It's like the oldest as it theme. Turns out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic.
0: <laughs> Stephanie Meyer thought she had a lockdown on it, but she was yeah. wrong. No,
1: it was all about the
2: volcanoes, man. <laughs> So, the Native Americans are there, and then, I guess, late 18th century, the Europeans start poking around, and um, one one British guy, explorer guy, comes along. His name is George Vancouver, and he's like mapping the area and whatnot. And I guess he just had like another rich friend, so he's like, "Yeah, I'll name this place." After my good friend, the Baron St. Helen. So, yeah, when you're rich and you're friends with other rich white guys, you just get stuff named after you. Yeah, I guess.
0: Or you name it after yourself, I guess. I I mean, (laughs) I guess anymore, yeah, like, if you donate a lot of money to an institution, they'll name stuff after you. Right. I mean, if you just buy it yourself, then yeah, like... Yeah, I'll name it myself. Yeah, I'll that makes name it for myself. And that's just not cool because I'm sure it had a perfectly good name originally.
2: It did. Okay, it was Lewitt to some some of the people. Uh, Luvala Klo. I'm sure I'm saying those wrong. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. But...
0: Yeah, so perfectly good, perfectly <laughs> pronounceable <laughs> to our English. Yeah. Mouths. I bet that was a
1: huge driving force behind changing it. It was just
2: like, this is not English. <laughs> This is hard to remember. Yeah, Mount St Helens. Change that. So yeah, as I guess as the area started becoming more populated, blah blah blah, uh, people started climbing the mountain. So one, I guess the first guy who summited the mountain was named Thomas J Dreyer, and he was a reporter for the Oregonian, and he led that first ascent in 1860. And even though, even though he was the first one to do it, it was kind of lame. Like, he didn't really write anything very cool about it. He just came down, he's like, yeah, the view was indescribable. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, like, (laughs) that's a really good word to use to, like, shut up any questions about that's it that's true <laughs> yeah it was indescribable
1: <laughs> so oh. I won't describe it
0: <laughs> so yeah like you just don't describe it is it like is it very tall is that why nobody had summited it or was it just because it was a volcano it was scary yeah
2: it was just really tall they got to the top and they're just having a hard time breathing and yeah. um they were just having a bloody noses and everything just because they weren't really prepared
1: so fun times <laughs> for all yeah
2: yeah <laughs> Um, but as we know, and as we've, I guess, like one of the main themes in American history is once something is explored, you just start exploiting it. So... Oh, match. <laughs> <ouch>. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> you can't let something be just nice. Right. Yeah. You have to let it be... Or you have to make it nice and... Useful. Yeah. Which then ruins its niceness. <laughs>
1: it's <gasps> humans, man. Oh humans. <laughs> human problems. Oh. That's what the Earth would be hashtagging in its tweets, is hashtag human problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make an account for the Earth. <gasps> I'll do it. do it. Okay, we'll come back to that later.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um yeah so everyone was just coming in and like everybody needed lumber there's a lot of lumber in the pacific northwest so they started doing that in the 1880s and then everyone was like wow mountaineering is so cool so that became a big thing and more people started uh climbing up mount st helens um and in 1909 the Portland YMCA built a summer camp there. So Mount St. Helens is so beautiful. And before it erupted, it was like so perfect. It was, it's, it's a pretty young volcano.
0: Only 38 million years old. <laughs>
2: right. So it, it hadn't really erupted yet. And so it was just perfectly symmetrical. And there's this beautiful lake right by it called Spirit Lake and like if you stand by the lake, it just reflects perfectly onto the lake and mm. it's gorgeous. And it actually looked a lot like Mount Fuji. So a lot of people saw it and compared it to Mount Fuji just because it looked just like it. Mm-hmm. and It was beautiful. Yeah. Everyone was, well, not everyone, but lots of summer camps were being built in the area. People were building cabins and things around the lakes in the area um and you know meanwhile the logging industry was becoming just very widespread and uh environmentalists were kind of getting into this problem with them because they didn't want I mean obviously they don't they didn't want all the area around the volcano to be touched by right. by the logging companies these legal battles are happening throughout the 1970s between the environmentalists and the the logging companies and early in 1980, actually on March 20th of 1980, this is kind of interrupted, on March 20th, scientists at the University of Washington um, recorded a 4.0 magnitude earthquake happening right under the volcano. So,
0: so just for clarification, because like, I've, so I know that Utah has frequent earthquakes. Yeah. But they're generally you don't at even such notice a small them. magnitude that, that we don't even notice them. So, yeah. like, like what would a 4.0 earthquake feel like?
2: Um, Would you definitely notice it? No. No, no. you wouldn't. No, not uh, at all. Yeah. So, I would say, and I've never been in an earthquake before, but probably 5.5, 5.0 to 5.5 is when you would when maybe start, start noticing it. it. And yeah. even if you did, it would just be like, oh, Oh, shaka shaka. Oh. Yeah, just, like, nothing, not a big deal. Yeah. Um,
0: Earth just kind of grooving along yeah. in the disc. Yeah,
2: <laughs> just doing its thing, just crashing into itself. So, yeah, I mean, 4.0 earthquake isn't, like, big enough, really, for you to notice, but it was significant because it was, it was the biggest quake that had been monitored since all the monitoring devices had been uh, installed. So, yeah, so... It, it wasn't so big that everybody noticed this earthquake, but it was big enough that it was concerning. Yeah. And so the University of Washington called in like the big guns. So they called in scientists from the USGS, and the USGS is uh, the United States Geological Survey. And if you want to be a geologist doing like really cool things, you probably want to work at the USGS because they just like go out looking at volcanoes, like, looking at landslides. They're doing tons and tons of cool stuff. And it's just, like, the raddest (laughs) job ever. It sounds (laughs) rad. Truly. It's pretty cool. So, okay, I have to tell you guys, well, at least one of the scientist's names. Okay. His name was Dwight Rocky (laughs) Crandall. So his first name was just really dumb, so he's like, yeah, I'm Rocky. I'm the geologist guy, Rocky. (laughs) Rocky! Okay.
0: (laughs) But why go for the obvious one?
2: I don't know. I mean, okay,
0: I guess, to be fair, if you're, like, a rock star in the geological community, you can choose whatever (laughs) name you want. Right. I just, like, why would you go for the obvious one? It would be, like, I don't know. It would be, like, a new pop star naming herself, like, my name is Brittany Christina.
1: Ah, it's just a little (laughs) (laughs) then-there-done-that kind of... (laughs)
0: But you, uh, you did send us these notes here, and I do like the other names. The other one being Don Swanson.
2: Yeah, that guy's cool. Which,
0: <laughs> to be fair, does make me think of Parks and Rec. Yeah, um, a little bit. Since that is literally just one letter off from yeah. one of the best characters <laughs> in that show. Truly. And then David Johnston. And I love that he just has that random T in his last name. Johnston. Johnston. So, Yeah. <laughs>
1: What a what a crew.
0: <laughs> and they I'm assuming they were all white dudes because like yeah. cl- these are the whitest names. Yeah, they're pretty like, white. White Crandall. <laughs> white Crandall, Don Swanson and David, David Johnston. David Johnston. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> Be more white.
2: <laughs> these guys these guys are cool though. I don't know a lot about Rocky, but Don is cool cuz his specialty is he predicts when volcanoes are going to erupt based on their shape, which what? is super cool. Yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Ooh. Okay, okay. I'm
0: excited now.
2: And then David Johnston, I don't know, you can look up a pic of him, but he's like, he's kind of cute. <laughs> well, cute geologist,
0: yeah. I'm going to do that
2: thing. <laughs> I'm going to do the thing. <laughs> oh, I think I found him. Oh,
1: wow. He's very handsome. Yeah, he's a <gasps> handsome dude.
0: He is. Look
1: at that chin. Yeah, he's got a very 70s vibe going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for him. Good for him for being good looking. And smart at the same time.
2: Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so those guys are all cool. Um, After March 20th, the earthquakes were just becoming more and more frequent, which was not normal, and some of them were just getting stronger. But the thing is, they... Were very hesitant to give it a lot of media attention because I guess five years earlier uh Mount Baker started like freaking out it was just like spewing out ash and like steam and stuff and it was throwing like a tantrum. yeah just throwing a little, little tantrum and yeah so it got tons of media attention but it never actually erupted <laughs> so <laughs> they're like yeah oh uh, maybe we should wait <laughs> <laughs> so seven days later On March 27th, um, a small crater actually opened in Mount St. Helens, and the reason why people didn't see it at first was because it was like all the smoke and ash and everything was hidden from ground because the skies were overcast, but it happened to be noticed because the guy was like flying by in his helicopter, and there was just this giant hole, like 200 feet wide and 150 feet deep, and he's like, whoa, that's a big deal! So they they released, like, this little press release thing, I guess is what it's called. And so, yeah, they, they finally released a story about it. Um, and even then, it didn't get a lot of attention because the day before, Jimmy Carter had announced that the U.S. was going to be boycotting the Summer Olympics. So <laughs> the volcano started to erupt, and it still didn't even get a lot of attention. It took a little bit. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Do you
1: think it's cuz they were just they were just not willing to uproot everything going on there?
2: Or yeah, and I don't know if if it seemed very urgent. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. People are not very good at understanding really big or really small things. So, I mean, as an example, I guess if you if we only had a meter and that was like our only unit of measurement, it would be really hard to understand like what a centimeter is, Mm -hmm. because you're like, yeah, it's one one hundredth of a meter. That makes sense. And so, I don't know, I just wonder, I think part of it is the media, like, they didn't really make it as big of a deal as it should have been, and it's always hard to gauge, like, if the mountain is actually gonna erupt and stuff, but people are also just really bad at (laughs) (laughs) understanding, like, really, really big or really small things, so you can't say, like, yeah my house is a thousand meters away. Mm -hmm. Like, saying a kilometer is a lot easier. Yeah. Um.
0: That's fair. That's fair. And, well, and especially when it comes to things like geology, where, like, you generally kind of have to be educated to understand the significance of, you know... Yeah. ...big and small things.
1: Yeah.
2: You
0: know, because if someone were to say, like, oh, well, Mount Timpanogos over there actually got, like, four inches taller this year, like most people would just kind of be like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, I think we also see that, like, with global warming, too, because it's, like, how do you understand what's happening to the whole Earth? Yeah. Like, what is the whole Earth? Like, I don't know. I've only been on a teeny tiny part of it. <laughs> That's true. So I have no idea. So it's just really hard for people to understand. And I think that explains why the public acted the way they did. The volcanoes erupting, and... It looks so ominous with all the smoke or steam and ash coming out, and people are actually really stoked, and it's super weird. <laughs> um, so all the towns around... Yeah,
1: natural disasters! Yeah. Yay. I mean, like, I, I can't expect that none of them knew that it could be really, really dangerous and
2: that, I don't know, ugh, thats that's scary to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a little bit scary. So, yeah, I mean, all, all these little towns that were around about the, the base of Mount St. Helens um, were just filled with tourists. Like, it was like they were going to Yellowstone or something to watch Old Faithful. Like, it would erupt 90 times a day, and they're just like, Whoa, yeah, this is awesome! <laughs> and then they would, like, go and hunt down the ash and get vials of it and, like, start selling the ash. And they're like, yeah, this is the ash from Mount St. Helens. Yeah, just crazy stuff like that. People were making shirts and stickers. Uh, one beer company even shot a commercial on the erupting Mount <gasps> St. Helens. Oh my, my word. Just, it was so crazy. They just flew in with a helicopter, shot their commercial, and then just left. <laughs> that is so weird.
0: This is like... I mean, this is like people getting their pool floats out when we hear a tsunami is coming. Like... <laughs> Yeah, big wave, dude. Or, like, grabbing their surfboards.
1: Yeah.
2: Big yeah. wave! Big wave, let's go... Oh, wait a second. Let's catch a ride! <laughs> I found one song that school kids were making up about... <laughs> 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 They're singing it on the playground and stuff. So it goes, Let's go get the lava flowing. It's time to light the sky. Let's go get those ashes blowing On Mount St. Helens tonight. Boom, 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 boom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I gotta give credit to those school kids, because, like, I don't think I could have made something up like that when I was in
1: school. uh, It's not really a nursery rhyme, but nursery rhymes are, some of them, you know, a lot of kids' songs are a little weirdly dark, you know? (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, I hope that this does get recorded in history as, like... (laughs) Kind of like the way that we see um, "Ring Around the Rosies" now.
1: Oh yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of.
0: <laughs> or or like "London Bridge," right? <laughs> Where like, you know, it's all these. Uh, so I guess to be fair, kids have been doing this for a long yeah, time, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but still, it's just weird that it happened like within the last few decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Sheesh.
2: Yeah. I mean, and of course, we're looking back, and, like, we know the timeline and what happened and everything, so it's easy to be like, hey, you're dumb, but <laughs> still. <laughs> Is it
0: really bad that I want a Mount St. Helens sticker now? <laughs> I have a problem with stickers. <laughs> I do. I have stickers! a really bad addiction.
1: Stickers are fun. I um yeah. was at the grocery store the other day, and the really nice um, checkout guy offered this little girl in front of me a sticker and when I got up there I was like, can I have a sticker too? And he was like, well, of course,
2: everybody loves stickers. (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, people were just having a blast. Actually, that was not intended. Not intended. Oh, no.
0: Oh, that's so dark. (laughs) (laughs) were having a blast until they were having a blast. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh. But, of course, there were there were lots of. I mean, yeah. Of course, there were skeptics because you have these scientists going on the news, and everyone's like, "Dr. Don Swanson, where's the volcano gonna erupt?" And all he could say was, "It could happen tomorrow, or it could happen months from now." Yeah. And that's just not what you want to hear that doesn't make for a good story at all right so
0: well and then it goes back to people are really bad at visualizing things like big things and small things people don't want like a time period of months to have to deal with yeah they want like a set date yeah why can't you make it erupt (laughs) make it erupt four days from now yeah we can finish getting our ash and making our stickers and Mm -hmm. shooting our beer commercials (laughs) and then we'll get on out, and then we'll come back once it's interrupted. Right. That seems yeah, right? reasonable. That's how it works, right?
2: Yeah. It's just one of those super weird things. So, the biggest logging company that was in operation on Mount St. Helens was called the Wirehauser Logging Company. And they just kept working. I think it was, was it six days a week that they worked? Their day off, their one day off was Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so they were just working like normal. Oh, but one of my favorite guys, okay, <laughs> His name is Harry Truman, not the president, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes for a really good story. So he's just like this really crusty old guy, 83 years old. He'd been there just forever and ever. And he ran Mount St. Helens Lodge. And he refused to leave. And so he was just hanging out in his mountain home with his 16 cats. No joke. <laughs> he literally had 16 cats. Yes. <laughs> and. Like, when everyone's like, hey, why don't you leave? He said, that mountain will never hurt me. When you live someplace for 50 years, you either know your country or you're stupid.
0: (laughs) Honestly, that kind of sounds like, um, I don't know, my ideal old age life. Yeah. Living on a mountain with a bunch of animals and refusing to let anybody tell me what to do. (laughs)
2: yeah i mean i guess he had the mountain to himself everyone's like yeah i gotta go i'm gonna bail it's like yeah this is awesome i (laughs) have it all to myself um so yeah that was happening and late in april so yeah these small i don't know if you can call them eruptions but just all these little tantrums were happening from march to late april and then they just stopped. So reporters were having a really hard time justifying that the eruption would happen any day now. You know, people with with cabins on the mountain were like, "Hey, all our stuff is there, like my cats are there. I have Not the important things." Yeah. <laughs> and so they're just getting really frustrated by all these police blocks and everything, and some of them were threatening to to break past these police barriers, like, by force with guns, and so the governor was like, okay, we'll let you guys get your things. On May 17th, he, uh, he starts letting people go and get their things, and so it was a group of, like, 30 or 40 families went up to start getting their things, but meanwhile, while the volcano seems to be dormant, Mount St. Helens was growing, and this is where Don Swanson comes in, because... His whole thing is, like, looking at the shape, observing the shape of volcanoes to see, like, what in the world is going on. And so one thing that he was doing is, like, he set up lasers that monitored the shape of the volcano. And so during this time when, like, these two or three weeks when all the ash and steam stopped coming out of the mountain, it was actually growing, and there was a bulge, like, <laughs> that you could see. That's oh, so weird. Yeah, it was so weird. The earth so is so it, malleable. So, when
0: you watch those like old timing cartoons that have volcanoes, That they're bouncing and it, up, like, and it <laughs> builds up, and it gets that like <laughs> belly before it like squeezes in and that's, everything comes out. That's not, like that's actually fairly accurate.
2: That's based on fact. Yeah, based on fact. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> that's so weird. I
2: mean, obviously not quite. Yeah. No. That would be really rad.
1: But <laughs> forget
0: college. I'm just going to watch Looney Tunes. That's where you get your best education. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it was just crazy. And I'm sure that he was having a field day where he's like, whoa, it's moving. This is so cool. And so finally it erupted the day after uh, people started going up back to their cabins to get their things. Hmm. So they were allowed up on May 17th, which was a Saturday. And then the morning about 830, the following day, May 18th, um, the volcano erupted. And just going back to the Weyerhaeuser thing, they are so lucky that the volcano erupted on a Sunday, because if it had been any other day, all their workers just would have been blown to smithereens. So 57 people were killed, but it would have just been like hundreds more. Yeah. I just think that's so amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: wow. Yeah, so what happened when it erupted, and you can actually go online and look at a series of six or so pictures that somebody took where right before the eruption, during the eruption, and after the eruption, all within like a couple minutes of each other. It's really interesting. So what happened was there was an avalanche that happened on the volcano, and the release of this pressure caused... volcano to cave in. And when it caved in, all the magma was exposed and the water in the magma turned from liquid to steam. And so it just exploded because the water just expanded so quickly that obviously the mountain couldn't contain it. And so that's what caused the big one.
0: Now, is that how a lot of eruptions happen is because of, and, and I mean, the explosive eruptions, is that how they happen is because the water is expanding so fast or like is it just um depends
2: yeah I mean it it, it depends on what kind of volcano I mean I guess you said like the big explosiony ones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah those are caused just by the different volatiles in the magma so just water or whatever other liquid is reacting somehow mm-hmm. in the magma
1: so this is like
2: chemistry
0: then yeah Huh. Okay, I'm sorry. I might check out for a little bit. Oh no!
2: I mean, that's that's all I'm. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there. Audrey <laughs> doesn't like chemistry, apparently.
0: No, I really don't. As a as a physicist, uh, or as a former physicist, um, I firmly believe that chemistry is just physics on a very very small scale, hmm. and so I. And that's that's supposed to be kind of a jab to the chemistry community, <laughs> uh.
1: but, I mean, isn't it kind of I don't know like I I I, I could see that I, I think it's kind of true, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chem like chemists would hate hearing that, but well, yeah. Hey, guess what? I've got three people on a microphone here all saying that chemistry is just physics on a small scale and right. I've got the microphone. So there there you go.
2: (laughs) I feel like the flowchart goes like, there's math at the top, because math just explains physics, and then physics explains chemistry, and then chemistry just explains geology and biology. Mm -hmm. So I agree. (laughs) I acknowledge geology is at the very bottom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite scientist jokes is that... um, you know, if something goes wrong in the chemistry lab, then we've got patient zero and a zombie outbreak. And if something goes wrong in the physics lab, you know, somebody's created a black hole on the surface of the planet. And if something goes wrong in a geology lab, there's now a rock on the floor.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. So, boom, it happens. Um <laughs> That was... I feel like that doesn't give it justice. Like <laughs> So it booms. It was boom. <laughs> boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Like the song. Boom boom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the kids' song. Yeah. Boom 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 boom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one one interesting thing that they weren't anticipating is that the side of the volcano blew out instead of the top, like it would in oh. a cartoon where it's just like, bloop, yeah. like it just blew out of the side. And so I. That's weird. I guess, I mean, I guess it's just like, you know, whatever path gives you the least resistance. Yeah. Yep. That, yep. So. Man, that would be surprising. That was interesting. Cause.
0: Um, well, it makes sense. Cause like, I don't know about you guys, but I use my front and back door to get out of my house. I don't have a hatch on the roof. Get out of my
1: house, <laughs> right? Because humans are just like volcanoes <laughs> or houses. <laughs>
0: I don't feel like parkouring in order yeah, to get yeah.
1: out of my house. If it's closer, you're just if
2: it's if it's easy just to slide out, then that's what you're gonna do. Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah, path of least resistance is not what they are expecting. So yeah, this this lateral blast just caused so much more destruction. Than what they were originally anticipating, and so I think their evacuation zone was like the surrounding five or ten miles, but it ended up destroying seventeen miles <laughs> to the north of it. So
0: like almost twice as much. Yeah,
2: it was it was pretty nuts. Oh, and David Johnston died. It was no. so sad. Yeah, that pretty so face he... was gone. I know. Oh. He, it was, um, the USGS had set up, like, this little observation site, station, and somebody had to be there 24 hours a day, so it actually wasn't his turn, it was Don Swanson's turn, but they switched shifts, and so David was there, and that morning, like, the volcano was just going nuts, and right before it erupted, he radioed in, he's like, Vancouver, Vancouver, this is it, and then it exploded. It was so intense. I'm sure. I wasn't there, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, nuts. as far as last words go, though, like. It's pretty sweet. It today. is pretty <laughs> sweet. <laughs> as far as last words go, I'd want mine to be something contributing significantly to the scientific community. Yeah. <laughs> Announcing the arrival of a volcano.
2: That was a pretty cool way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is—he is a big volcano junkie. So, I mean, I'm sure he didn't want to die, but that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, if you have, like, if you have to die young, it might as well be doing something that you love. Yeah. So, I mean, I—I I have decided that if I have to die young, I would like it to be because something at the bakery explodes. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go! <laughs> she died in an oven explosion. Right.
1: Wait, the oven
0: exploded? Yeah, it was yeah. crazy.
1: Man, that would be
2: pretty epic.
0: It would be, This
2: is a tangent, but there was, like, probably 30 years ago, or sometime in the 90s or 80s, there was, like, this French geology couple, like, they were just both really cool geologists, and I think they were, I don't remember where they were, I'm not even trying to guess, but they were studying some volcano, and a film crew was there interviewing them, and in that interview they're like, yeah, if we died... I think we'd like to go on a volcano. And the very next day... (laughs) (laughs) The very next day, the volcano erupted, and they died. Oh, It's pretty grim. Yeah, that's grim,
0: but, like, I don't know. That's actually, in a way, kind of cooler, because it's a cold shot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the blast was just enormous. And um, the blast was even heard as far as Saskatchewan. So, like, I can't remember all the provinces in Canada, so I looked it up, and just as reference, Saskatchewan is above North Dakota and Montana. Oh, Jeez. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a super long way. The ash plume went 16 miles into the sky, and in the nine hours that the volcano was erupting, so it wasn't just the one blast, like, there was the initial blast where everything was blown away but farther down like miles into the volcano um it was just erupting for the next 9 hours because one blast would expose more magma and then that magma would explode or it would cause another explosion it just went down 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 until for the next 9 hours
0: Wow. Um, wow. so like dominoes yeah <laughs> <for> nine hours <laughs> Ooh. oh my goodness
2: so yeah it was i don't even know what what that's like but during those 9 hours, the ash spread so far that yeah, by the time it stopped erupting, the the ash in the atmosphere had already spread to Wyoming. Oof. Oh my gosh. And I think it took 2 weeks for the ash to circumnavigate the globe.
1: Were there any, like, what? <laughs> were there, like, any confirmed cases of just extreme respiratory problems after the explosion? Or, like, yeah. was it, did people just stay inside and not mess with it?
2: Yeah, there's, dang it, I knew I should have put it down in my notes, but there's, like, this crazy lung disease, um, that is... That was caused by that? caused, yeah, by, like, ash coming out of a volcano, mm-hmm. and it's seriously, like, 40 <laughs> letters long. <laughs>
1: it's called, oh, pneumon... okay. Pneumondal tram microscopic silica volcano niosis <laughs> yeah <laughs> not thing <laughs> i thing. jeez why Here, okay also, i understand also, okay yes
0: carmen your keyboard's really loud i know that's
1: i i that i'm not i'm not typing at all during this so i Yeah, sorry, we can cut out the part where we're trying to figure out what it's called, but I won't, uh, I won't type anymore. The hacker part. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) No more typing for crime. That word was worth looking up though.
0: Yeah, it really was. I understand
1: there's like a finite amount of like combinations you can put letters in for reasonably, like reasonably length words, but it seems just ridiculous.
2: Why does it have to be this long? (laughs) It's like a joke word. I don't know. So yeah, people were just obviously terrified of getting whatever that yeah that was. thing was. Mm-hmm. Um. So tons of students dropped out of University of Washington, especially in Pullman, Washington, because the the ash just like went straight over there, and so I think like three thousand students dropped out that semester. Wow. Is,
0: ugh. I bet tuition was cheap the next year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> super nuts. Yeah, what else? Tons of, tons of timber, obviously, was just mowed down. Seeing the pictures is crazy. Like, they just look like toothpicks, just all scattered around. It's so interesting. I mean, because again, going back to this thing of how nature is benign and, you know, mountains and trees are symbols of, like, wisdom and eternity. I don't know. But yeah, just seeing whole mountains side just gone and yeah. all these trees just knocked over is mind-blowing yeah pun oh, not
0: intended ah! <laughs> dang it
2: <laughs> oh, i liked it <laughs> oh man i'm gonna keep it tally when i edit this yeah. sorry <laughs> sad <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's gonna be great another thing so when the eruption happened it was just so hot that Almost all the snow on the volcano melted. Yeah. Um, and so it, it just caused all these horrible floods and landslides and mudslides. And so people's farms and houses were just filled with mud. The, the floodwaters were so hot that when it met the Cowlitz River, the salmon <gasps> just leapt out of the river and they were just scattered on the riverbanks, because it was so hot. Oh, man. That's really sad for for, for some reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is, because it leaves this awful, like, imagery of just, like... I mean, first of all, everything's barren. All of the trees are now, like, little toothpicks. And, like, the only sign of life is the salmon that are on the banks. But, obviously, they're not alive anymore, because they can't be in the water. And, like, oh, my gosh... That's horrifying, but that's really interesting, because, like, that's not something that you would think of. Like, I don't know. My brain didn't go down that, like, line of reasoning, but it would make sense. Like, of course it's not going to, like, of course the mountain's not going to have snow anymore. Mm -hmm. It's too hot. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I don't know. I just didn't think of the water being so hot that, like, it couldn't support life anymore. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So tons of wildlife died. Fifty-seven people died. Mm -hmm. So much of the mountain just exploded, that the height of the volcano was reduced by thirteen hundred feet. And it's just so much rock. Like, again, it's hard to understand how much one thousand feet vertically is. Mm -hmm. That's that's so much earth (laughs) that's just been blown up. So it's kind of I, I think. You know, scientists were in this really weird position because the landscape was stripped just, I mean, it was literally in some parts stripped just down to the bedrock. All the soil, all the trees had just been destroyed. Um, And so, of course, that's very sad and it's absolutely devastating, but it also offered so many scientists an amazing opportunity to study the ecology and to study the landscape and how nature recovers. Yeah. So despite all this, what was really interesting was the gophers.
1: Like the little rodents?
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, me.
0: When I, because when I hear the word gopher, like the only real experience that I've had with gophers um, was with our Auntie Carol. And her yard, and, like, seeing her yard, just, like, having all these weird mounds (laughs) and tracks underneath the grass where the gophers were, and her complaining about the gophers.
2: Well, they were pests. They would, yeah, I mean, they would dig up people's yards, they would kill tons of plants because they would just, you know, burrow and then eat their food, or get their food just by eating the roots Mm. of plants that they happened to run into, So they were really big pests, um, but a lot of them happened to survive either because the topography was protecting them or the snow, or they were just burrowed under the ground and they didn't happen to suffocate. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they were just popping up their little heads and doing their thing after the eruption. And what made them so great is that as they would burrow, they would mix the soil with the ash so that it was creating rich soil so that things could grow. and, and Oh, that's neat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really that's cool. cool.
0: It's uh, I mean, I'm kind of irritated that it worked so well because <laughs> I do know that gophers are pests.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it worked out this time. Yeah, yeah they were great. Um, yeah, so they were just turning the soil and making it ready for lots of little seeds to be planted. So yeah, scientists were really surprised by this because they thought that, you know, the regrowth would happen from the outside in, mm-hmm. you know, they were expecting that elks and seeds or whatever would, you know, come in and get the environment back to what it was that way. But yeah, the gophers were a really big deal. I mean, they weren't the only ones who survived. Lots of beetles and insects and other animals survived, surprisingly, um, but the gophers... Were a really big part of it i mean one interesting thing about this is that it gave scientists an opportunity to see how rapidly the area came back to life um so the gophers were a big deal but they were only a big deal for two or three years and then there were just so many of them and they had eaten all the little roots that they could that they eventually died off hmm. and then other species would come in and the same thing would happen with them it was just like a really out of whack ecosystem yeah. It was weird.
0: So how long were scientists expecting it to take to, for the area to get back on its feet again?
2: Um, well, about 100 years, and I think it'll take about that long. I mean, because it, it's obviously still recovering today, but yeah, I, th- I think they were just surprised by how strange it was. It was just a really weird area. It was just weird to see a gray landscape that was just covered with pumice or stripped to the bedrock, and then like oh there's a really random tree (laughs) just a tree (laughs) that was like it just happened to like pop up through the soil i mean this was like weeks later but one scientist talked about how yeah he was exploring the area and there was just like this little foot tall tree that was just growing there Mm. and it became like his project (laughs) for the next 10 years that's really sweet i like
0: i love that scientist adopting a little baby tree
2: new (laughs) line it's cool yeah it's amazing and it had like its own little ecosystem so it it, like all the little bugs came and got to hang out around it and then other plants started to grow around it and he just loved hanging out there and seeing all the little life i don't know it's sweet yeah
0: So, what I'm getting from this then is that life after a volcano does not happen like it does in Fantasia 2000, <sighs> where things are explosively
2: blooming yeah. and growing up. That was a very and happy moment.
1: Life
0: just happens right away.
2: Um, no. Um, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> I didn't even think about that though. Like, of- the volcano does erupt in Vantasia 2000, right? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. How can I not even think about that while I was reading all this stuff? Uh, oh
0: when Mother Nature is there and she's so sad. Yeah. yeah. But then the elk helps. Yeah, the elk was actually there, lifts elk, her up. Was there an elk? Yeah, yeah at Mount St. Helens.
2: The elk were actually kind of pests. So. They're all <laughs> pests here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Disney lied? Um...
2: Disney lied to us. Maybe, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Well, so the scientists... I don't know if I can deal with this. (laughs) (laughs) Disney? Yeah. How could you? (laughs) Well, I don't think, I mean, to be fair, I don't think they expected them to be pests. Because they thought, like, oh, wow, their poops are going to be so great, like, there'll be seeds in them, and they'll start making things grow. But what actually happened is things started to grow... And then the elk would come, and they would just eat all the grass. Which, Yeah, they would just come and eat it. And Uh. it was, like, ruining the whole thing, because grass is really important for soil retention. So, when it rains on a mountain, all the plants and grass help the soil to stay where it is so that landslides don't happen. But the elk were just coming and just gobbling it all up, (laughs) overgrazing.
0: Dang it. <laughs> oh, why don't you listen to us? Yeah. Why don't you do what we want you to do? <laughs> so, um, please tell me that humans will have learned from this, and that when a volcano happens, we will not make up nursery rhymes <laughs> and make stickers- Well, okay, no, I well, don't- want make stickers. stickers but, you gotta have the stickers. Um, no more beer commercials, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um...
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure people have already forgotten about it So Aww. I mean, obviously the people who were there did not But, yeah, people just have short attention spans Whatever Okay
0: Well, then, in that case, do you guys want to form a cult with me And the next time yes. a mountain starts oh. to erupt We'll, um <laughs> I mean, we won't get too close Right We'll stay 20 miles away from it That should be a good amount, right? Right Close enough that it still feels exciting But far yeah. enough away that Hopefully we won't have to deal with the initial blast. Right,
1: but we'll yeah. but we'll worship the volcano is what you're saying, or we'll uh-huh. just obsess over yeah. it. Yeah, I'm all about yeah. that. Okay, good deal. How cool Let's would it actually it, be? Like if you knew that you were going to be super safe, how cool would it be to actually see like a volcano erupting in real oh, life? Oh,
2: it would be amazing.
1: Man, I watched awesome. I watched a video on YouTube of a guy recording a volcano erupting and the shock wave traveling towards him like rippling against the water and then kind of slamming into their boat it was really weird oh yeah i was mean that the one in I, papua new guinea um yeah papua <laughs> new guinea yep that's the one nice nice knowledge okay because that video is
2: so cool it is so like, cool
0: we'll link to it on the twitter
2: okay yes do it do it do it the tour guide's like it's gonna blow, watch out for the shockwave. Right. And you're like, LOL, yeah, right. <laughs> and then everyone like <laughs> gets blown away by the shockwave. Yeah. It's crazy. Intense. All right. I'm glad you brought
1: that up. Yeah, I'm gonna send this. I'm gonna send this to Audrey right now. Right meow. Yay.
0: Is uh, Mount Timpanogus a volcano. <punk> it's gonna
2: blow. Actually it's I uh, it's ripe for an earthquake, so I feel like that's bad enough. <laughs> Seriously.
1: I, well, I remember when I was obsessed with volcanoes, when I was reading about them, I was just convinced that Timpanogus was a volcano. And my dad was just like, I don't think that's true. I don't think it has, I, like, I don't, I, I don't know. In my mind, in young Carm's mind, it was like the world was a bubble and you just had to kind of poke it and all the lava and innards would come out. So I was thinking, like, well, you know, the top of Timp is really pointy, so it could easily just kind of spurt out, but that's just not how it works. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm still not convinced, though, if anyone else is curious. I'm still not convinced it's not a volcano ready to go.
2: It's still some... <laughs> s- it's still a
1: stupid, irrational fear of mine.
2: The government is hiding from us. The government's hiding the volcano. It's actually a weapon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, a, that would be so It can so blow at any moment. <laughs>
0: oh. Okay, so I have one more question for you, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um... If I decide to switch careers and become a supervillain, what would be the best place for me to build my lair now? Like, what's the most active volcano that I can possibly choose what's to build my lair? That?
1: Volcano? <laughs> like in The Incredibles? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just watched that last uh... night.
0: Yeah, or at least one that has, like, a considerable amount of constant lava flow. Yeah. Yeah
2: oh well if you're looking for lava flow Hawaii like get one of those islandy ones yeah, yeah. hawaii's got it okay. i've got it that for those you those ones are like so hot that the lava just flows and it just flows Wait, right that into doesn't the... make any sense well it
1: just flows <laughs> right into the ocean doesn't it yeah that's
2: pretty much wow, that's so weird
1: I also saw a video of some people cooking steaks over, like, a lava flow, and it was really, really funny. You know? If you don't have a grill, if you don't have a grill, life hack, just move to Hawaii and cook your steaks over the volcanoes. Yeah. Life
0: hacks are supposed to be cheap, you
1: know? Okay, well.
0: I don't think... I don't think... Life hacks
1: are supposed to make up for... I don't know. You're probably right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, I feel like lava would make your steak a little um, too well done. Yeah. And I like my steaks medium. Oh, better. yeah.
1: It'd be hard to get it so, just right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I'll pass on the, the lava steak. Fine.
1: No lava steak for Audrey.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, it's really cool in theory. And when I do switch careers and when I do become a supervillain. Right. Um, I will serve all of my guests that presumably I have kidnapped, uh, lava steaks.
1: <laughs> lava steaks for everyone. Uh. Yeah. Treat them to a nice lava steak. It's the least, and then, the least that you can do after having kidnapped yeah, them. <laughs>
0: lava steaks and then tell them all of my evil plans and...
1: No, no, no. Okay, as your friend, Audrey, I have to ask you to resist <laughs> that urge. <laughs> I don't want to perpetuate evil. Uh, Yeah, okay, it's the law of villainy. It's the law of
0: being a supervillain. I have to tell the the hero.
1: Uh, I have to tell him everything. (laughs) I do.
2: It always works.
0: All right. Well, what can we learn from today?
2: I don't know. If something bad is happening, like natural disastery, yeah, just be prepared, be smart. And Mount St. Helens is really
0: cool. And Mount St. Helens is really cool. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us today, Hannah. Yeah, Thanks for having me. This has been a whole lot of fun yeah. and very educational. Yeah, indeed. Oh, good. It's kind of setting the it's precedent good.
1: for like future guest uh, speakers as well. So
0: I know. It's exciting. Uh, like like I said at the beginning, I'm very, very excited that we have an actual expert. <laughs> yeah. <every day>. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool. Show. We only pretend to be experts on things here. Right.
1: Yeah. That's why we usually end so. up making more jokes and telling you things that you can learn. <laughs>
0: Indeed, indeed. Well, uh, until next time, I'm Audrey Stratton. I'm Carmen Thorley.
1: And this has been Kitten, Whiskers, and Game.